everybody, this is Nick Sorrentino, and this is the Business Socializing Podcast for October 4th, the week of October 4th, 2022. So we are going to talk about creative destruction, um, which is a very interesting concept. Uh, we're going to talk about Be Real, the new hot app uh, that people are downloading. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about censorship. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, secret experiment LinkedIn ran on 20 million users. So that's kind of interesting. Talk about a little bit about Halloween, uh, Elon Musk, and, you know, maybe some augmented reality. So anyway, um, first off, creative destruction. Uh, creative, what is it? Uh, so Joseph... Schumpeter, an economist, uh, developed or came up with the idea, basically recognized the concept. And that is the idea that in, in an economy, you know, like it is, it is constantly evolving, just like anything else. Innovation is always happening. Um, you know, conditions change. So firms and people have to change. They have to change what they're selling. They have to ch- change how they're, how they're selling. They have to change you know, just a million things. It's constantly evolving. And uh, Schumpeter called this creative destruction. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's just a lovely concept. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm recording this on a beautiful Friday afternoon, and I have the windows open. So if you hear uh, the neighbor's uh, dogs barking, it's okay. Um, you, know, you might hear some kids uh, yelling in the playground, too. So, But anyway, Schumpeter and creative destruction. Uh, and, you know, there's a reason why uh, the word economics or economy is as as close to the word, uh, you know, is as similar to the word as eco- as ecology as it is. I mean, the, the, you know, the as far as I'm concerned, uh, the economy is absolutely a living, breathing thing. Uh, it reminds me of when I went to the rainforest in Costa Rica. Uh, rainforest is full of niches. Um, you know, has all this energy coming down from the sun. Um, there are all these different species, you know, competing, but also competing for energy. Um, but also at the same time, developing symbiotic relationships. It's like the economy. Uh, you know, it's the economy is like a super complex rainforest. Um, and that's how I see it. And creative destruction uh, is is all about what goes on in the rainforest. Now, um, I just I, I, I've been thinking about it. And I've been thinking about how it applies to social media, particularly. And you know, I mean, consider the 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 earliest days of uh, of social media. Um, you know, when we were uh, you know, I remember we we just emailed each other all the time, and uh, that's where the first real memes were. Uh, it's funny, email is still king. You know, it is. There's nothing better for marketing than email, um, without doubt. Uh, there was a period of time where I would have said that uh, that Facebook ads, uh, in terms of you know time and effort and money put in, uh, were the best thing. Um, that uh, that was the case for a while, but it's email again at this moment, anyway. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, uh, MySpace comes along, Facebook comes along, Twitter comes along, all these things. And think about how much they've evolved over time. Think about how much Facebook has changed. Um, some would say, and I would be one, that Facebook has changed uh, in, sadly, too many respects for the worst. 
Uh, but that is part of creative destruction. Uh, I mean, that's just the nature of things. You know, everything has an arc. It, you know, things are born, they grow, they prosper, if they're lucky. Uh, have a period of maturity and then decline. And one wonders uh, if Facebook, for instance, is, you know, on the decline, solidly on the decline at this point. Now, as we always say, Facebook is still the biggest and the baddest. I mean, between Facebook and Instagram, I mean, they are still, you know, Meta still dominates social media to a large degree. But, um, you know, what what was for a couple of years there close to, I mean, they, I, I, I prefer not to use the word monopoly because they weren't, Facebook, Meta, you know, Facebook and Instagram, even, even together, they were, they were never a monopoly. You could always, you know, communicate socially, online, and other ways. Um, but they were market dominant. By the way, monopoly used to mean, uh, you know, its proper meaning uh, was, you know, it was a, it was something granted to a business person by uh, the government, typically a king. Like, for instance, you know, like somebody would get granted the monopoly to make um, playing cards or something. Uh, and I think there, there were instances, I think in England or France or something, that if you... If you made um, playing cards uh, without, you know, uh, if you weren't the person with the monopoly and you made playing cards uh, and you got caught, like, they would put you to death <laughs> for playing cards. Anyway. Um, so, but anyway, so, but but creative destruction has, has started to chip away at uh, Meta's uh, position uh in a, a position of dominance and we're now seeing TikTok come on and um really hand it to facebook i mean they, it, it is like it, if uh, TikTok has really really messed them up uh over at meta i mean it is TikTok is just taking market share every single month from facebook and they keep trying you know, Facebook and even Twitter, they're all trying to copy TikTok and they can't quite get it, um, you know, and, and TikTok continues to gain market share. Uh, and, you know, this is a beautiful thing, uh, you know, because uh, with dynamism in the social media, in social media, this means opportunities for us as marketers. Um, you know, Facebook got fat and ha happy and now it's paying the price. Um, you know, I said before, you know, Facebook might be in its decline phase. We don't really know. I mean, the, it, this wouldn't, if, if Facebook could recover, uh, it doesn't have to have a slow decline from here on out. It doesn't have to have a rapid decline. It could, you know, it could go back up again. It could have a whole nother stage of growth. I mean, that's entirely possible too. Um, but, uh, you know, hey, TikTok is is uh, creatively destroying um, a lot of stuff. But, uh, you know, the, but, it, you know, it, yeah, the cycle marches on. And, and it's funny because, you know, we have our first post TikTok uh, app, a social media app of real uh, significance now in Be Real. Um and later we talk about it. we've talked about it for six months now. Uh, it emerged on college campuses um, a while ago, and now it has gone uh, beyond uh, uh, college campuses into the broader 
uh, world. Uh, in fact, uh, my my teenage son uh, was taking a picture of our dog the other night, and he, sh he showed me the picture. He's like, "Isn't this a cute picture of Ginger?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, and uh, and he's and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna share it on my Be Real." I'm like, "I hadn't said anything to him about Be Real." And, so, and I was like, "You're on Be Real?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I really like it. My friends and I are on it." Um, for those of of you who don't know, Be Real is an app that. Um, basically, you get on with a bunch of people, your friends, presumably, and um, and uh, it sends out a notification at some random time during the day and says, you got two minutes to take a picture of whatever it is that you're doing so you can show your, uh, quote, authentic self. Now, there's a lot of talk about authenticity uh, these days, and uh, that TikTok really got into it. And the thing is, TikTok does celebrate legitimate authenticity i mean it feels more authentic feels more organic than uh than the meta products and that's one of the reasons why it continues to succeed um but be real it, it's the same they're they're trading on authentic authenticity also and uh it's starting to become kind of a tired buzzword at this point in the industry um it's starting to feel inauthentic when people say authentic uh, but anyway, uh, anyway, so be real, like, you know, so you get, you know, you get this notification, take a picture of your dog or whatever, send it out and everybody goes, oh, look, that's their real life. Well, uh, it seems to be working and people are downloading it. It's like the fourth or fifth, um, top download for September in, um, Apple play. Um, so that means we as marketers need to pay attention to it. Now the question is, you know, how does one use be real to, you know, to make money or to communicate with customers or, you know, whatever. And at this point, I don't even think that the people at be real have figured out how to do that. You know, I don't think that they necessarily have a game plan. I'm sure they're th trying to think one up right now, but it doesn't feel like they have one yet. Uh, so we're paying attention, um, uh, uh, to, you know, how it develops uh, from, you know, in a way that maybe impacts um, our uh, readers and listeners and subscribers. Uh, so when, when we get a beat on that, uh, we'll definitely let you know. But one, one additional question would be real uh, that we ask in the newsletter um, is, you know, but how real is be real? Um, you know, one of the things about, um, you know, every social media is going to be gamed. Uh, you know, it can be more authentic or it can be less authentic, but it's going to be gamed. And most of the people on Be Real now are young people. And if there's anybody who wants to, um, you know, uh, create an image and perpetuate an image online, it is young people particularly, of course. Uh, and even uh, with Be Real, uh, some people are starting to feel like people are gaming uh, the app. And so if, if people, if, if Be Real starts to feel less real, uh, that could be a potential issue. But we're not there yet. I mean, this is just kind of catching fire now. Anyway, uh, so watch out for, for Be Real. Uh, you know, hey, download it, check it out, do it with your kids or with some friends and just see what it's all about. It's a pretty interesting app, I have to say. Um, someone talk about a LinkedIn secret, uh, experiment. <laughs> now, it sounds worse than it is. I mean, 
the thing is you, you gave them permission. If you're, if you're on LinkedIn, I mean, it's like, you know, here's the button. Do you want to, do you want to be on this website? Well, if you do, then you have to say that you've read all of our rules and you're going to go with them. And what happens? <laughs> you know, it's like, anyway, you know, so the, the users of LinkedIn, you know, gave permission to LinkedIn to, to do this, you know, deep dive into them. And what LinkedIn wanted to look at was uh, what was better for finding new jobs. Um, and it turns out that weak ties, so, you know, people that are tangentially, on, you know, kind of on the periphery of your social circle are better than strong ties for finding new jobs. And, th and this makes sense because, um, you know, the people out on the periphery might be connected in unique ways that you just don't know. Whereas the people who know you intimately, you know, probably have a vision of what it is that you can do or what they would want you to do or how much, um, you know, you're going to charge them, for instance. Whereas, you know, somebody on, you know, far out there um, that knows you, kind of knows you, um, might could be potentially a more interesting lead. And apparently that is what uh, Facebook, or excuse me, what LinkedIn found. Uh, that in terms of finding a new job, weak ties were more valuable than strong ties. Now, my question is, uh, and it's a question I think our subscribers would you know, be interested in knowing, and I don't know the answer to it, is uh, to what degree uh, does this work for, you know, growing business? Um, you know, to what degree do weak, weak ties versus, you know, strong ties, how does that break out for me as a business owner? Um, you know, what is more valuable? Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, like LinkedIn probably has some work on that. I'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, but I'd be interested to see what Alignable, which is a small business um, social media. By the way, I, uh, I'm on Alignable. Uh, look me up anytime. That's great. It's a great place for small business uh, businesses. Uh, yeah, really, Alignable is pretty cool. So check that out. Uh, we'll give them a straight up plug there. But anyway, um, I really want to know. I, I've been thinking about these weak ties versus strong ties thing for the past couple of days, and I'm going to keep thinking about it over the weekend. Um, and in the weeks ahead, I think I'm going to explore this concept and see what I can come up with uh, in terms of. Um, you know, marketing and business expansion and so on. All right. So um, Halloween, we're, it's October. Uh, Halloween is on the way. Uh, you know, the pumpkins are out. Um, and by the way, the pumpkins, you know, you talk about how things, you know, some things seem to get worse, I guess. But, you know, there are always things that get better. And I swear, pumpkins have gotten better. They're bigger they're, you know, and they're much more varied than they used to be. You know, I was in the food line, which is you know, near my house, not a terribly fancy uh, um, uh, uh, a supermarket, good supermarket, but not, uh, not the fanciest one. I, I go to the fancy one sometimes. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, at the fancy ones, they always have uh, the really cool pumpkins. But the food line this year has like these really cool, like green and orange striped ones. And they're huge. And they're like five bucks a piece, you know. Um, anyway, that's cool. So go to your food line, get them while they're hot, uh, or well, still there anyway. Um, but uh, you know, this this Halloween, you know, for some of our subscribers, Halloween is a time of business, uh, of you know, and uh, 
you know, it's always interesting to see what uh, trends emerge around, you know, what the big things are for each Halloween. And the big one this year, uh, and I've mentioned this before, uh, because it's just a mega trend for young people. Uh, It's petering out now like anything. Uh, It's a show. but, uh, But Stranger Things, man, like anything to do with Stranger Things, uh, apparently is just like jumping off the shelves. Um, so, you know, consider that. By the way, if you've never watched the show, it's worth potentially watching. Now, it, you know, my, my my kids are all teenagers, and it is definitely aimed at them. Uh, you know, it's the 80s. The show is, takes place in the 80s, uh, and uh, it, it's just bizarre, okay? It is sci-fi like it it is it is it is crazy but it's fun uh and so i I would encourage you to uh to check it out um especially if you have kids especially if you know your kids like the show seriously like adults like the show too um no uh i was gonna talk about twitter uh, uh and elon uh, and I, you know, at last look, like it looked like, you know, he, so he was buying it and now like it, there's another fly in the ointment right now. So we'll just table that for the time being, but I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, the big issue supposedly for Elon Musk and really, I think it was that there was a market decline. He didn't want to pay a higher price, but, um, uh, was, you know, the number of bots that uh, are in, uh, Twitter, which are probably just massive millions and millions and millions of bots just out there talking with each other and talking with people and, and like it's a whole thing uh you know and you know retweeting each other and you know creating um you know this perception of of you know popularity for certain tweets anyway whatever uh but it but bots are the issue i just thought it was funny that uh that in the same week that uh, that Elon Musk is uh, supposed to be picking up Twitter, he uh, also introduced his real life uh, humanoid robot to the world, uh, and uh, you can see the the video uh, in the newsletter. Uh, I have to say uh, though that the 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 robot that came out, I mean, it looked pretty cool, but the Boston Dynamics robot, which uh, we've uh, we, done a few videos with, uh, on, or we've shown a few videos from them, looks miles ahead of Elon's, uh, um, humanoid, uh, robot. Um, but anyway, uh, so, you know, bots, bots, and bots, and that's, that's Elon Musk's life, uh, bots, bots, and billions, I guess, of dollars, that is. Um, well, lastly, we'll talk about it. So Tim Cook, a CEO of Apple, says he, he's not into the metaverse um, as a concept particularly. Uh, and the thing is, it, it, as we say in the letter, it's kind of a dig actually at, at, at Zuckerberg, who is, you know, of course, all in on the metaverse and he names company Meta and all this stuff. The thing is, Tim Cook knows that the metaverse is vitally important and that's where a lot of technology and a lot of society is headed people already operate in these virtual environments um it's already happening uh the degree to which they do 
is is the issue. The degree to which society does in general is also the issue. There are so many ethical issues. I mean, there, it, this is going to be a wild time. Um, <laughs> it's just it's wild and weird already. Um, but as we move into this into this uh, metaverse world, uh, it's going to be really weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, but full of business opportunity for sure. Uh, but anyway, he argues that our augmented reality is actually uh, more important. And in the short to medium term, we agree with him. Uh, AR, uh, that is, you know, like essentially you, know, you put on glasses and you look at the world and digital data is, is superimposed uh, over the world. So you could look at, you know, say you're in a grocery store, you could just look at, you know, whatever. And the price of whatever it is you're looking at comes up automatically. Uh, and maybe, you know, also, you know, a lot, uh, you could also have, you know, the ingredients, um, you know, displayed for you. And, and you could, then you could even maybe have a graph, a graph of the percentage of ingredients and maybe where the product came from, where it's manufactured, all stuff. It'll be right there at, you know, just, you know, literally a blink of an eye. Um, <coughs> that is happening. It's happening already. Uh, all sorts of manufacturing, all uh, like surgery, like like AR is right now changing the world, and it is revolutionizing many industries. And revolutionizing is not uh, is that is a fair word. Uh, and we uh, include some information on that in the letter. And you should check it out. Um, but uh, I'll tell you uh, the thing as I was as I was researching you know th this week's little bit on uh on uh augmented reality i you know, i stumbled across um these uh this company uh nreal uh and their air glasses and one of the things that we have said constantly is or you know pretty much from the inception of the business socializer is that um you know what needs to happen is there there need you know, the glasses that you put on need to not look so much like you're strapping a computer to your head, like, you know, the meta product. I mean, it just looks ridiculous. It needs to look more like regular glasses. Uh, and once, you know, the, you know, augmented glasses or virtual reality glasses look like real glasses where they're not just intrusive and just ridiculous looking, um, you know, then things will probably take off. And what's interesting is, the in real glasses i mean you've got to check out these this video it's it's nuts it is what is needed for ar to really work for the average person yeah of course another question is you know it's like well how much is it i mean a thousand bucks two thousand bucks no it's 350 bucks for a pair i mean think about it you can you can essentially like you can play any video game you want anywhere. And, and and it's as if you are looking at a 210 inch super high def screen. It's just, you know, it's right there in your face. I mean, it, it is, and you know, you can do virtual reality with it, but you could do augmented reality with it. It is, it is fascinating and I, I'm seriously thinking about getting a pair just you know just for research purposes so I can tell you guys what it's like but anyway uh go on you know hey if you can go buy some like email me for sure uh, I want to know what you think about them. anyway uh, that's probably enough for this week um 
Have a good weekend, and I'll see you next week. This has been the Business Socializer Podcast. I'm Nick Sorkin.